Hello everybody and welcome to Saints Radio, last broadcast of 2023, because next week is Christmas, as you all well know, the week after is New Year's, as you all well know, so we all well know that this is the last broadcast of the year for Saints Radio. And what a year it has been. We give thanks to the Lord for all the glorious things that he has allowed us to enjoy in him. And um, I'm just very grateful to have been able to share in these things with, with you. And Monica just had a great thing that occurred in her family, so the year of great moving forward hadn't stopped yet. <laughs> we thought we'd end the year with the bang. <laughs> well, um, we still have uh, two weeks left, so there still could be other things that God wants to do. Yeah, we have this week and next week before the end of the year. My goodness, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's been a it's been a good year. I I kinda marvel at all the things that have taken place over this last year and just reflecting with different saints and different friends and family about what it's been for them. It's definitely been unique. Actually the last Three or four years have been really unique, but the Lord is so good, and one thing that I have learned that whether we walk through um, wonderful, wonderful things or challenging, painful things, He is with us through them all, and He's just good in that way, and um, we're just very thankful. So, we look forward into what he has for us in the coming year. I know he's been speaking to me about some things personally, but most often when he does that, I know that it goes beyond me. And it is not just for me, it's for the body, because I am part of the body. But, I'm encouraged. I'm also very tired. <laughs> Truth be told. So give give me some and pastor's tired too because I think we wore him out this weekend. <laughs> give us a little grace. Well, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a good uh, it's a good time to uh, be entering into the holidays because hopefully with all the other things that are going on we can find some time where. We can just escape the normal schedule and just reflect and um, gain his rest. And I was wondering about that this morning. Just this, uh, just the amazing weariness the past couple of days, and I wonder if it's not a prophetic thing about um, entering into again his rest, or. Also, the enemy attempt to wear out the saints. 
which both of those things seem to be battle position one against the other it's really interesting that you said that because when I've just said that the Lord's been speaking to me that's exactly what he's been speaking to me about really yeah about 2024 and at first I thought it was just a word for me because I mean this this year has been crazy and you know there were points in time when I thought Lord when is this going to let up you know when when is it going to let up or is it ever going to let up is this just you know a sign of the times and he spoke to me and told me that 2024 was going to be really a marked season of us entering into his rest and you know there were times historically when he would bring his people into years of rest where 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 you know, perhaps it was when Solomon was building the temple and um, he declared that it would be a year of rest. And I think God is building through us, obviously, in establishing the nations. And I think that for that, it meant the enemy was going to be kept at bay and they were going to have a time of rest from warfare. And I'm not declaring that. I'm just saying that's been something that's been stirring inside of me what exactly that means because we understand that I mean he told Moses you know Moses said I will not go without you and the Lord said I will go with you when he was going to lead those millions of people through the wilderness into the promised land and God said I'll go with you but not only that I'm going to give you rest and that always that was just always such an interesting thing to me that the Lord would say to him because it probably looked like anything but rest for Moses as a leader of of all of those people in that dynamic mission that God gave him. So what did that mean? That meant you're going to abide in my breath. You're going you're gonna to rest in my breath and from that place I'm sending you forth as a leader. And it's just so necessary for us, especially going forward into the climactic days that we're heading into. So mm. I agree with you. That's um, good. Um, yeah. We did a whole series. We did a season series um, on that whole principle. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, what, a couple years ago. Gosh, I can't believe that. Seems like yesterday. Our time is going. Time is fleeting. <laughs> is it fleeting or fleeing? Fleeting. Fleeting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good though. You see, you see so many things that um, God has done in this year, where He has been establishing, He's been positioning. It really has been a year of breakthrough and promotion, and fruitfulness to to a degree. More breakthrough and promotion and positioning. And you think about how that's happened um, in both of our families, weddings, um, and um, the various things that God has done in people's um, jobs where there have been transitions and then establishings. Uh, that's, that's just, it's just been in, an incredible incredible thing to look back on and um, 
Uh, I just, I just, I know that one of the things that we are supposed to do for the new year is to have a, um, a time of specified intercession. And um, now that we're leading up to Christmas Day and then the new year, we'll start directing our ears to hear exactly what the Father wants. But I, I really do feel like this next year is going to be one of of fruitfulness and um, I I intend to compile a list of seeds that have fallen in the ground and died that I begin I'm beginning to see God um, give back as a regard as a result of that and I, th I know that we have been a prophetic people. I know that we have been walking on behalf of our, our Father in his, and his throne's plan and his will. Um, and I know that sounds sanctimonious because, well, aren't all ministries doing that? Well, I've been in the ministry and I know, bless them all, the path that God has brought us on is is really unique as saints and not to say that he's not moving in other people but the specific responsibilities we have have been really a prophetic pathway uh, where our lives and our ministries have been in themselves not just things that prophesy but not agendas that prophesy but a living prophecy. And uh, uh, so I'm, I feel that's one of the things that I'm supposed to do, and I've already been thinking about it. But um, I do think that whatever we do for a prayer platform going into the new year, it's going to be different than anything we've done. It's, it's, it's going to be a really unique platform to propel us forward and so I don't know that we will send any kind of directive out this week because I know that's kind of if I've learned anything in ministry it's foolish to try to begin anything at Christmas because you just no matter how stalwart the people are you might as well forget it well, it's people are focused on exactly. the But once we come rolling out of that Monday, you, you're going to be hearing, okay, we're coming into the new year. This is what we're putting forward for the network to be in agreement with. This is what we need to be doing, and we need to launch into it this coming weekend. So... Um, that, and that's an exciting thing. So we have that built in. In a way, I'm, I'm kind of glad Christmas is on a Monday because as joyous and as wonderful as that is, we'll have then the rest of the week to to really build toward what God wants for the new, the new year celebration. And we have to do that. I mean, this is a necessity. This isn't us 
you know, if it was me, I'd think, yeah, let's just blow everything off and let's just take these next two weeks and we'll gear up the, the, in the week following New Year's. That's not, that's not what the Father wants this year. So just be ready. Enjoy this week. Rest. Get, uh, get your house in order for, for the Christmas. May the Lord bless all of the things that happen then. But then when we start that march into the new year, I'm serious, be ready. Because the Spirit is going to begin to move and we need to we need to get the momentum up. It's kind of like when uh, you get the relay races that you see in the Olympics and the person that's going to get the stick handed off to them, they don't just stand there like a bump on a log and then get handed, oh, it's time for me to start running. They start moving before they get it and they're almost at full stride uh, when the handoff comes and that's kind of the way we need to view going into um, going into the new year so and it's not it's not just planning I'm you might just mark this down that Tuesday going into Wednesday the spirit is going to begin to move. Yeah, you just get ready. And you better have your sails ready to hoist because God's going to take us with momentum into this new year. I don't know what all that means. And I don't think I've ever said that before. In all the many years you've had to labor here uh, in this place, I don't ever remember saying that before. And, um, you know, most, again, most church calendars, it's kind of like the doldrums between Christmas and New Year's. You know, everybody's enjoying, it's just great, and you, um, you just, it's just Americana. But I know that this year, and God may not wait, he might not wait till the day after Christmas. <laughs> the spirit, believe me, the spirit's going to move. So we need to we need to anticipate and be ready. You know, we say that Issachar knows what Israel ought to do. I understand the times and the seasons. You know, all yesterday, I was kind of shocked at the way that the spirit was speaking about time frames and agendas and what's going on in the world that's such an odd thing to be talking about leading into Christmas but we one of the things that's going to be a hallmark of this new year is warning warning the pneumaticos people this is what the spirit says is coming and it's not just a foreknowledge it's Get positioned because this is going to happen by the Spirit and you better be ready because you don't want to miss any opportunity to catch the momentum of the Spirit. Now we've done that to certain degrees. I'm not saying we haven't been forewarned. But this is different. And I don't know what it's going to be like. But I know we need it. What? Amen.
Well, you know, we we did get to uh, hear some testimonies uh, ongoingly. You know, we we talked a couple of weeks ago about the angels going forward to minister on behalf of the heirs of salvation, and we uh, we asked the people to to look at their lives and the things that they need to be able to serve that you know you need to serve in the way that God wants to fulfill his mission. And since that time, I've heard lots of people testify of promotions or um, raises. Um, and um, we're still in that season of God providing. There are some things that I'm personally believing for that I've not yet seen in the natural, but I'm believing God for because I mean we we're a people of mission and um, we we've got to have the supply of the Spirit. Well, God is very faithful, and He has never let us down. He's provided every step of the way. Maybe not always the way that we expect it, but I believe it's going to be a year of creative miracles in that regard. Mm. So, one of the things, I think it was last Sunday. What did you speak on last Sunday? It was a Sunday when you were having a hard time standing up there. Oh, the angels and how they rejoiced, how they praised. And we we have pre-service prayer a few of us come early and have prayer before Sunday school and I just went up there and I mean we've been doing this for so many years and laid up on the platform for about an hour and you know God just is always brings a surprise but I was laying there and I was communing with the Lord and there was other things going on in the sanctuary that I could sense whether it be what what you were doing over on the Zion wall and I think Zach was was in there interceding and anyway it was the, the sanctuary was pretty lit up but it was kind of like pockets of things that were happening and we need to remember that this house is alive and that this house represents so many different things in the spirit realm and you know sometimes I think we need to remind ourselves to open our eyes and to open this our, our spiritual senses to be aware of what God's doing whether it be with the angelic or just in different places that represent heaven different places in heaven and I think it's easy to get dull to that and to come in and maybe soak which is there's nothing wrong with that but um, I think this year is going to be a year of that as well where our senses are going to be activated and come alive and we're going to be you know when we talk about the lines thinning between heaven and earth that can be happening right before us and we can be unaware just like the spirit of the Lord can come and we can be as Jacob and say oh he's here you know he was here and I didn't know we don't want that we want our spirit to be activated and our our whole being to be engaged with what God's doing and so I speak that forth into all of us that we would that we would be quickened 
if that's an appropriate word, mm-hmm. the spirit, and that our senses would, would become alive in a greater way. And our spiritual, um, you know, we talked yesterday about discerning spirits and um, just more aware of what's happening. But anyway, I, I was back to my story. I was I laid up on the platform and, you know, I didn't really have, usually when I came in on Sunday morning, I'm geared to ask the Lord for what he's doing prophetically in the event that he wants something prophesied. And so... I come in with no preconceived expectations unless he has spoken beforehand and I just lay before the Lord and I listen. But I don't know what was going on with you where you were, but there was there it was like a suddenly moment where I felt like my breastplate just came alive. And I felt like I was connecting with something in the spirit realm in heaven. It's hard for me to even explain that was releasing um, like creative wisdom. It was like, I, I felt like I was literally like, I connected with a touch, a touch point. I don't know where it was. I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't understand. But for like 10 minutes, my intercession was engaged in partnering with the release of this, just this, it was almost like creativity that the earth has never seen. Mm. Like I couldn't even, my understanding could not even grasp what it was. But it had to be wisdom. It had to be, um, I don't know. And it was the most odd sensation in my spirit because, and I, I joked about this last week on radio, it was like something I'd never experienced before, I'd never felt before. And I didn't really know what to do with it other than just to, 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 to abide in it and to let my spirit continue to, um, to partner in it for the release of it. And, you know, to this day, I've asked the Lord what exactly it meant or what. I, I mean, I know that it's, I, I know there's places in heaven because we've talked about it where there's, there's instruments and there's, different things that are even locked up that in our intercession we you you know the Lord uses us to release as keys to to release those things but this was like something I did not even understand and yet at the same time my spirit does because it was very real to me and um, so I lay claim to that as well because I do know that I said this earlier you know God is using us to br- in breakthrough, but also in ex- in the the expansion and the the building of His kingdom here on earth. And sometimes we don't really grasp what that represents or what that means for us. It's obviously in the spirit, and it's obviously something that we do through intercession. But I remember early, early, early on, years and years ago, being up in that balcony during a time of intercession. And I had like this open vision of seeing our sanctuary and there was scaffolding everywhere and there was people on the scaffolding and they were like literally building in this house. It was, it was, it was amazing. And, um, we're doing that. I mean, we are, he's establishing his kingdom here on earth and we're 
so blessed to be able to partner in that that building process so I don't know what that means I just I just lay claim to it because in our natural understanding oftentimes we don't even know what that looks like so Wow yeah it, that was a that was a monumental moment in the kingdom and I, I think we're still reverberating uh, in that thing that has been opened and um, you know even even what the message was about the the way the angels praised and that um, that the further thing that was mentioned at the end of the Sunday school class yesterday about uh, it's it's like the angels were speaking the overall course objective of what the friend the deposit of the spirit within us is is intended to fulfill and you know so the angels were declaring that and coming into agreement with it uh, because of the birth of Jesus but that they don't understand how God is doing that they want to look in to see it they, they marvel at how God is fulfilling it's like they have the end result like they know how this is going to be and that's what they were declaring because that's the same that's the same it's like the completed agenda of the Lord um, that then is being played out through us in a way it's kind of like the angels are there at the right hand of the throne but they're not sitting there they're not established there the angels are God's spirit but they're not a little lower like we are the hunger so they can declare this thing which they did in agreement with it but then we have that privilege of um, continuing through the spirit to pray in the spirit to be built up to fulfill what God wants individually and cumulatively and there was something that was happening as a progression forward I don't know what it would be like the breastplate does represent our our passport it represents our our active priestly role of welcoming heaven to earth and um, it it represents our right to be in certain places in the spirit realm that the enemy cannot contest but he checks and so there was something that was being given on that day that was a, a combination of the angelic the breastplate and our ability to breathe and to manifest that and his supply mm -hmm. I mean I felt there was such a supply but it's not even something that I can describe but I think we have to get there where uh, I mean you, you read some of the prophets and you read some of the things that they saw 
in the spirit realm, the wheel within the wheel. Um, you know, so many, so many of those descriptions, you know, whether it was John or Ezekiel, um, where, they're, where they're describing things that they're seeing in the spirit. And to our natural understanding, they, a lot of times they don't make sense until the Lord brings revelation of what this actually means. But I think that we can get so not narrow-minded, but you know we can. <laughs> and and I think the Lord wants us to be able to expand, to be able to to perceive things that are so off the charts. Because it's Him, you know. It's it's. He is so he he is so off the charts, and I don't want to be so narrow-minded that when I experience something like that, just because I can't understand it or it's like something I've never experienced or anything I've ever known before, that I just discount it because to me it was I don't know. I just want the 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 Lord to expand our capacity to be able to enter in. And and partner in these supernatural things that are have never been experienced by humans before, or if they have, I don't know. But too, I mean, you think about the friend, and you think about the Freo, you think about how it's like a deep well, and as we activate that breath in our intercession, it. The ultimate objective, not only in the part is the partnership, but is also it brings wisdom and understanding to what he's doing in and through us, and I, it's just so amazing the way he created us to function, like him. And I just ask that that we would tap the very depths in this coming year. You know the the weird thing about that, not weird. The amazing thing is when we first started talking about Fran and Froneo, and we talked about the the tiles that were around the well. Yeah. And then Agneo is three different groups said that it undoubtedly came from my inn, which is the well, the eyes. So you put those two things together and that what you just mentioned about the well within you know and I, as, as you were talking I, this this scripture came to me that was the, one of the theme songs of the Welsh revival if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you it will quicken your mortal body by his spirit which dwells in you what in the world does that mean what was the spirit that raised Christ from the dead? What was, was it the spirit of judgment and burning? Probably. Uh, he had done everything he could for sonship. Um, he looked in truth and sonship toward the new day and was rejoicing it is finished. All of that progression was done. And then the kick in of the, the mishpat of God and the burning of function, uh, it had to be that dimension of the spirit, I think, that raised Christ from the dead. So if that is dwelling in you, if you, if you are, um, if you're aligned with that, 
if you if you're willing to allow that to rest in and upon you if if you're in the mindset of that and a lot of christians aren't they it just the the whole idea of it is is ludicrous um and and i bless them um but if you let that dwell in you your body or whatever this temple is will be quickened um by that same spirit it's a it's a unique thing you know the, the welsh song if the same spirit that raised christ from the dead um maybe there's a quickening that's happening in in this temple in these temples right now i think so for the moving forward into the new recently spoke on that. I mean, you recently released that within the last month. Yeah, I know. But it was in a little different context, but it's the same spirit. Yeah. But that verse has never really made a whole lot of sense to me. I believe it. Go ahead. What? No, no, I'm listening. Well, you know, the same spirit. Well, you know the spirit is in you or you wouldn't be alive. So, but is it dwelling in you? And what is the same spirit that was the dimension of God's ways that raised Christ from the dead? Is that dwelling in you? Are you in alignment with that? Have you, have you come to that point of quickening where you emerge from the point of, I don't want to say deadness, but where the dead seed is springing to life. I always thought, for some reason, I just always thought it was just the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's just the, the default. Or it could be the Spirit of prophecy. Well. Well, no. Yeah, but you just think, you just yeah. think, you know, and again, I'm hitting you cold with this, but in the study of the ways of God, the, the, the seven ignition. spirits, the ignition, right? where is the ignition point? And that all the other things lead up to. Yeah. And if judgment and burning really is the end and the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, the ending point and the you know the culmination point and the beginning point, that would make that would make the most sense. Yeah, and the wheel within the wheel, it goes both ways. Yeah. So grace, you're dying, you're giving yourself so that something might have life, yeah. but it it hits both ways in that time frame. What year are we going into? We're going into the year of truth and sonship. Truth and sonship. Truth and sonship. That's a glorious thing without spot or wrinkle. That's right. You know you keep talking while I'm over here. Oh, yeah. Well, I have something trivial to say about that because we've been in the year of glory but here we are in December so we pretty much already try, we pretty much already almost have two feet into the truth and sonship year yeah we that's the way it happens with October it's a segue at the where very it starts yeah and boy wasn't that something <laughs> oh my goodness well I did for those of you, most of you do not know this, but I I do have a great love for animals. <laughs> yes, and I have had a fish for about the last, gosh, how many years now? 
but I have to say that I've been through about 12. And every fish is, is, I get these little beta fish and I have this beautiful tank, it's got a filter and everything and it's in my kitchen. And, and so I've had red fish, I've had white fish, and I've had blue fish. And I've had some real tragedies with my fish. One fish just absolutely disappeared out of the tank. Like it was there one day and the next day it was gone. We never found it. We dug, we cleaned out the whole tank. We went through all the gravel, all the, 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 um, the greenery and everything that was in it. The fish just, it was like Enoch, it just disappeared. But anyway, a couple months ago, I had a, I had a tragedy. I got this beautiful white fish and it died in like five days. And I was devastated. And so I thought, well, you know, I think I should just give up on this because maybe I'm not the best fish person. But I went one more try and I bought a blue fish and I named him Glory after your glory because you had a blue fish. And he is the happiest, healthiest little fish. He just wags his little fins. And so I, <laughs> Glory has to live through truth and sunshine. <laughs> yeah. That was my trivial um, filibuster. Well, I think that's great. I love those fish. <laughs> um, so, we're going into truth and sonship. If what, if what I just hypothesized is true, then in this year where we're gathering the sons and we're looking forward to a great measure of uh, new things, it's, it's a great... It's a great thing to, to ponder what the year itself might entail in its prophetic uh, and uh, functional reality. But man, oh man, Spirit of Glory is not finished with this year yet in a calendrical way, but... Um, um, well, we kicked into the we kicked in spiritually to truth and sh sonship um, coming into Brazil in a big way and um, man oh man not to say that this year is not going to face different measures of demand for you um that you're going to have to administer energy and overcoming to to triumph in but throughout we need to keep our focus on what what is going on i don't know we'll have to think about that verse or it, what is going on that god has said what 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 we know god is doing you know even even the thing about the elijah elisha thing that's a perspective that I have to have and view through that lens. What is the Elijah supposed to do? And um, I, I, I just have to almost flip that lens down and view everything that I do now through that lid, through that perspective. Because if I don't, I can get really confused or I can get frustrated 
or I can lose my balance as to what are you doing, God? Why are you doing it this way? But so if you if you know if you know what your identity is and how the Lord wants you to serve, you you view that. Um, you view through that. You're just scatter shooting today. I guess we didn't need to tell the listening audience that. So, even though we won't have a broadcast next week, at some point, we'll be sending out a suggestion of agreement for the, uh, the New Year's weekend, which New Year's happens on Monday. But that means New Year's Eve will, will be a Sunday, of course. And so just be looking for that at some point. Undoubtedly, we're going to put forward some kind of an idea of what that will be this week. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to what God has in store for us. You know, I was talking with the Benichons earlier today in the uh, the time prior and to following our uh, message of the week we were talking about different things that need to be happening for France and for Western Europe in the new year and it just was refreshing to be able to contemplate that however even you know even that group of saints has a unique position in the economy of God and what their role is um, and it's a it's a it's a privileged and very important role for the world uh, it's, it's things certainly we've had wonderful times of ministry over the years and fellowship and friendship but I think we would both agree that and I know that our French comrades with colleagues, comrades of Russian term, uh, um, would agree that the way God has moved has been great, but certainly different than the objective, than, than, the, than uh, what we thought would be happening. Not been bad, but what we have now is a, is a group of seasoned intercessors mm -hmm. who are laboring before the Lord in power. Who knows what God's going to do through that? But right now, they serve in agreement right alongside us um, before the throne for what God's doing in the nations, mm -hmm. through the nations, mm -hmm. which is great. I'm still believing, and I know you are, for amazing visitations of the Spirit in Western Europe. Yeah. And and I believe that perhaps this year doors are going to open into London, um, probably through our Brazilian hosts, but be that as it may, the, uh, 
the importance of viewing not getting discouraged or despondent because God's not doing things the way you thought he was going to do them. It's kind of like when these angels made this praise. They're stating all of these things that they know God intends, but they don't know how in the world he's going to do it. And, and they're always looking in to try to figure out what's coming next, even though they know the end result. It's kind of like what we are. Well, I mean, it's a mystery. It is very mysterious. It is. Um, That's why our intercession is so crucial. Intercession. intercession. Yeah, that's true. Well, we were privileged yesterday, if you guys didn't see the broadcast, to have several of our Saints Network leaders here and that was really good you having them come up and proclaim proclaim they they did they they prophesied and spoke some very powerful words into the saints and into the network um, we're so blessed by our our saints family and for those of you that don't know we did have a wedding this weekend. Olivia, my daughter Olivia, got married on Friday night. And as much as I wish that we could have invited the entire Saints Network, we had limited space, as you can attest to. And, um, but some of our pastors came and were a part of that celebration. And they were here yesterday Actually, they were here all weekend, so we had some really good fellowship time with them. I know that the Sparrows are now family for you, Pastor Crawford. Yeah, what do you think of that? I know. That's, so, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I'm really thankful. I'm so I'm so thankful. I, both my children are now married. Both of your children are now married. And um, I really don't even know how to feel. <laughs> Everybody keeps asking me, well, how do you feel? And I don't know if I've actually um, just sat with the Lord and I've reflected, but um, I'm very thankful. It was a beautiful day. It rained, and I thought, well, if Pastor if Pastor Ron has any influence on this day, <laughs> here it is. But it, it's the whole thing ended up being very prophetic, and in that regard, and I'm thankful for that. So. And we had a lot of candles. The big question was how many candles were on each table. And just to let you know, because I unloaded these candles on Saturday morning out of four vehicles, because they now belong to us, but there were 1,150 candles. Wow. <laughs> Which we now own, so if anybody needs candles for anything, I thought, somebody said yesterday, we should bring all those candles for the candlelight service. Yeah, you better talk to Les because I think he has plans of marketing those. <laughs> he has no plans. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I thought, how many candles are in here? It's almost like that that game you used to play where you put the, the marbles, the marbles or the M and M's in there. How many are in here? We Everybody guess. Drawing, we really should have count the candles. Yeah. Because that was the big question: is how many candles? Of course, Rick would have went around and counted all of them. <laughs> 
It took four hours. We had a team of three ladies that were setting candles up and to set them out and to, to unbox them. The hurricane, the glass part came separate from the candles. They told me we needed a U-Haul to get them home. <laughs> and, but it did, it took them four hours to set them all out and to light them all. So, hmm. yeah. But that in itself is prophetic because it's light and it's, you know, you're talking about the fire of the Lord. and Spirit I thought of it was, man is the candle of the Lord. I thought it was beautiful. I did. I thought it was beautiful. That was Olivia's vision, and that's what she wanted. So, anyway. <laughs> well, what, this is, we're at 20 minutes after, so you never know what we're going to say in the last few minutes. But one of the things that was really a delight to me was there was a young lady there who I had not physically seen for decades. And she was the daughter of a very dear friend of mine who um, was, uh, has not been a part of our church for a long, long time. And so um, it was really a, a great blessing to be able to embrace her because I dedicated her when she was just a teeny baby and to, to talk about funny things. That just was a real... That was a real nice blessing to me. Um, and another funny thing, which you did not, were not part of, was we were sitting in the back row of the wedding. Well, I was in the second to the last row, and then other people were in the back row. So I'm sitting there beside Sandra and Barry, and I see Sandra sitting over there, and she, she had, she was, cold so uh, you had warned me to bring a warm coat so I had my Patagonia jacket on which was really warm so I zipped it up and I gave Sandra my scarf and then Stacy Maggs gave Sandra this other big coat that she had that, and then um, they had this umbrella that looked like a, a mushroom mm -hmm. and she and Barry were under it and the thing was is that this thing fogged up oh, no. and it was really funny and so I'm sitting there laughing because it was just comical to watch these various things that were happening and, um, you know, still paying attention to what was going on. But um, I, uh, I can attest anybody who wants to know whether Patagonia jacket will keep you warm, it will. Well, the thing is, is that this wedding was planned, the date was planned three or four months ago, and... I looked at the weather forecast for 20 days, and it was sunny, 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 partly cloudy, partly cloudy, sunny, partly cloudy, sunny, 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 and then the 15th rain. And then the 16th, sunny, 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 partly cloudy. And for the life of me, I, I, I talked to the Lord about it so much, because Olivia wanted the ceremony outside. And, you know, when your daughter has a vision, I don't know how your daughter is, but I know how my daughter is. And... So I talked to the Lord about it, and I finally came to the realization that, look, he hears my prayers. And so then it came down to the rain was going to end at 3, and the ceremony was at 6. And so even though I knew the ground was going to be wet and her three-foot train 
silk dress was going to be probably destroyed. Had to get past that. Um, I thought, well, if it, at least if it's not raining, even if it's chilly, our guests won't be miserable. Because I, I was thinking about those things. I didn't want our guests to be uncomfortable. And it stopped raining at three, and we were all rejoicing. And and then when we walked out to come down for the ceremony, I was Noah walked he he walked me down the aisle. The, I, I just immediately felt this mist on my face, and I said to him, I said, oh my gosh, it's raining again. I, I was in such unbelief. I was just like, yeah, how can it be raining again? And he said, Mom, it's just mist. It's okay. And so we walked down, we took our seat, and they started the worship time. And I just remember leaning my, my head back, and I was just like, Lord, I know you're in this, because he's in everything. And I was feeling the mist on my face, and I was worried about our guests being wet and cold. And the minute I said, you know, Lord, I know you're in this, I, he just flooded me with peace and said, I am. And so I, I mean, I just got peace about it and just thought, it's okay. And then after the fact, I was reminded of um, <laughs> Olivia's groom about a month ago sent me he's been working on a book because he had an encounter with the Lord when he first got saved about the mist from heaven and he had sent me the first half of his book because he asked me to help him edit it and I'd completely forgotten about that and so it's just so like God to bring that mist in the midst of his you know his wedding where he was making covenant Anyway, it, it was it was sweet, and I'm sorry that you guys were cold, but you can talk to the Lord about that. No, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm just telling it was a funny, it's a funny episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad the Lord delivered us into the ability to drink wine, because I sure all those candles that warmed everything. Because up. I sure indulged myself in that. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. No, you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I told Luke I was uh, employing all the things that he'd taught me over the years, and uh, didn't get drunk. Don't, don't, any of you think that? No, we had communion. We we started the we did. communion, so we're purists that we wanted some real wine. That's right. And it, so the wine just kept flowing. I mean, you think about Jesus. And I also think, you know, I've thought a lot about his first miracle, and I've thought about how that was a setting of a wedding and how they had weddings for three days. And they, I mean, they didn't hold back. They danced and celebrated, and I think there's something to that. Amen. Well, that's wedding talk, and uh, we're very grateful that the Lord has brought you through. I, I was sitting there praying, Lord, don't let any of uh, any of these people get sick. Let us all be well. And I think that has happened. But um, we're we're now positioned to move powerfully into the new year. Yeah. And again, look forward before New Year's to directives of invitation to be in agreement in prayer. Amen. 
And just uh, for those of you who watch our Sunday services, it's perhaps it's part of your Sunday morning or Sunday worship, whatever time of the day that is. We love that. We welcome you. You're part of us. But just know that our service begins the next two Sundays at 11 Dallas time. So it's not the regular 1030. There won't be Sunday school. So if you're tuning into the Wisdom Seekers teaching and you're not hearing it, don't pepper Scott because there's no Wisdom Seekers class the next two weeks. So just straight Sunday, both days, 11 o'clock. So that's when you'll be able to tune in and, and join with us. Um, and there won't be a candlelight service that Christmas Eve night because, you know, I just, I just know that once the service concludes, like at one or one thirty, people are going to be ready to, to. Provided what we do is is, it's going to largely be. I thought you wanted me to bring all those candles. Well, no. <laughs> Get the U-Haul ready. Uh, so anyway, 11 o'clock next two weeks. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, do we want to sing? Or uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. May your hearts be light. All right, Wednesday Night Live, um, Wednesday. We'll see you then. God bless you all. We'll Have a wonderful week. We'll hear, we'll you, hear you then. <laughs> or you'll hear us then. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>